Hello and welcome to the Cyrus community. This is Business Unusual. We've been talking about the road and we said that in this season when God has said that he'll give us his power to create wealth, he has told us that, listen, you cannot create wealth outside of your road. Your rod is what he will use to take you to this place of creating power. So when we talk about creating uh, wealth, it's not just something that happens from wherever you are. God positions you. God takes you to where you ought to be. So when we talk about the rod, we've gone through a journey. And I believe most of you are tracking, especially if you're in TCC, you've been tracking the journey of the rod. And most of you also have come to a place of saying, hey, I know. This is my rod. I now know this is what I need to put my effort on. This is where I need to push. This is where I need to enhance. So there's that group. But as we continue like this, God has said that as you get your rod, as you understand your rod, we talked about the issue of calling. Mm -hmm. Notice how they like build on another. It's a brick on top of a brick and another brick. All right. To create this house or this completion of who you are yep. so we've been talking about the calling and for us to just get a brief maybe a brief recap yes, yes. of the calling yes so we said basically that god doesn't speak to us arbitrarily yeah and god doesn't just call you and send you arbitrarily okay. god is not random yes and god does not disconnect how he created you mm -hmm. from how you should function yes those two things can never be separated so once you understand that it will end a lot of confusion we said Typically, when God wants to call a person and send a person, he'll take him through what I would call three dynamics or three processes or three stages. Yes. The first part is he will call you, actually call you. And we've said this many times in the past. <laughs> if I call you, the pl first place you come to is to me. Mm -hmm. If I call you, I've not sent you yet. Because mm. many people say that I have, God has called me yes. to this ministry or to go and do this but they are they mean yes. when he called i yes. went to ministry exactly no you are saying when he calls, he calls you to himself come to him and when he calls you to himself mm -hmm. the first thing he does is he reveals himself and reveals who you are oh yes that's the first thing he does yeah before we do anything he says, listen if you go back to scripture you'll say i am the god of mm -hmm. so he first of all makes clear he's sovereign He's the one who created you. He's the one who created your forefathers. You would tell them, I'm the, I'm the God of your fathers. Yes. In other words, I am that I am. That's the principle. When he finishes introducing himself and his sovereignty and his intents, then he tells you who you are. Tells you, now, because of that whole thing I'm about, I have made you in a particular way. I have created you this particular capacity. So then now, gives you a name so in the calling he calls you by the name he gave you but many times you don't know that name so he must introduce you to that name so he makes it clear so sometimes he even changes who you think you are all right the second part is he then assigns you he gives you a parameter of function he doesn't just just wake, uh, speak to moses and say moses now that i've introduced who i am to do go do what you like he said just be free now happen no, he said, now that I've said all that to you, let me tell you where I want you to go function and what I want you to do. So then he, he defines the assignment. And the assignment is connected to who you are. The assignment is connected to your natural gifting and ability. The assignment is connected to, is unique to who you are. And then the third thing he does is that he now releases you or sends you. Notice this sending is not the explaining. I want to define the difference. Mm -hmm. 
when he calls you, he tells you who he is, sometimes how powerful he is and who he can be. Then he introduces you to you. Sometimes in the introducing you to you is where you get a miracle. Sometimes you get a sign. You get something to convince you to build your faith that it is him. But in the third dimension, he just doesn't, the word, the word send here is very different. The word send here is the word activate. In other words, in the going, power is released. In the going, the authority to do, because in the, in the assignment, sometimes, the assignment sounds impossible to you. Oh, yes. When he tells Moses about the assignment, Moses argues with him a whole chapter. This excuse after that, excuse after that. When Gideon hears this excuse after that, excuse after that. You know why? When you hear the size of the assignment, you look at your natural experience, mm. natural ability, yep. natural history and capacity, and you know, uh-uh, this is bigger than what I know. So, clue, if your natural gifting and your, if, if, you, if your experience, your knowledge and your training can fit it, it might not be the calling. <laughs> because that, what man can do, God does not need to send you to. Mm. Hmm. Okay, stop. <laughs> God will not send you to what you can do. What you can really What's do, so big do. about that? Just do. Everybody can do that. Hmm. There's no reason. But when he sends you, wow. it is bigger than you because, mm -hmm. like we said, the assignment comes from him, from his purposes. His purposes are massive. Hmm. So when God says something like, I give you the power to produce wealth, wealth is outside of your scope. That you may establish my covenant outside your scope. Hmm. Hmm. All those things are bigger than what you currently understand. And that is why maybe just for me to interject here. Yes. Anything that you have done so far. Yes. Notice you have done. You've done. Without God. Exactly. And people always confuse. You're telling me that he will give me power to create wealth. But yes. I'm okay. Yes. No, God is not talking about okay. Mm -mm. God is not talking about just ability to pay your no. bills. No, he's telling you wealth. Wealth goes beyond you yes. to your next generation yes. and those around you. Yes. Those he has called you to. And it is in this third dimension mm. that power is released. So in the thing that you can do by yourself, yes. God says, go ahead. Yes. You don't have to wake up in the morning and ask me, should uh -huh. I make breakfast? Yeah. Should I go and buy this? You have the money, go and buy it. Yes. But there's something God tells you, listen, mm. there are slaves in Egypt who yes. can never bring out themselves. Yes. They need somebody, an, yes. an outside voice to come and speak yes. and they connect to that voice. So I want you to understand wow. these three dynamics are tied in the statement and this, the Lord God will give you, it is he who gives you power to create wealth. Yes. I want you to see the three dimensions in that one sentence. Mm -hmm. It is he. So who calls? Him. him. Who gives you a name and a character? Him. him. Who gives you assignment? Gives. Yes. To produce? Wealth. Give you, who gives you? Power. Oh. So in the giving is the assignment and in the third dimension is power. Hmm. That's what goes and produces. Hmm. So, you see so the creating here is not of human effort. No. Not of human understanding or yes. what I know, what I've known. The power here when you talk of creating, yes. this is where God says, listen, yes. this is where I activate you. Good. Empower you. Now, like we always said, God did things ahead of time. So mm. technically, technically in the third dimension, he doesn't release power. Mm -hmm. The third dimension is when you're positioned for the power to flow. Mm. It's always been there. It's been there. Yeah. It's like wiring. Mm -hmm. When the wires are all in order, power passes through the camera. Power passes through. So, 
If you do not know the camera is for, you would activate it or align it properly. Mm. If you don't know what it can do, you yes. would position it right. But if you do everything according to the manual, power will flow. So power was always there waiting for alignment. Mm. And that's why we are saying there are three stages. Yes. Number one, identity. That is so key. And you yes. know this in TCC? That's the first thing we always say. That go back to the father so that you may get your identity. Mm -hmm. The second thing is assignment. He yes. makes it clear. He like lays it down for you so that you understand what is this that I'm calling you to do. Mm -hmm. Assignment. And on the third one, he sends you or activates you. Yes. Those three things, if you have not understood them, please go back to our last recording listen to it then you can catch up with us here yeah all right we are not in a hurry yeah. we are saying that it's not in the number of messages or conversations that we have it is in the power that we release exactly so until we get that power we release it and say listen i'm on the path yes. i'm releasing power so what does that tell you yeah how is god's movement uh, operational in the earth okay. it is not in calendar time or years mm. yes it is in people positioning as people hear and people connect, the calendar moves. Oh, that's where we are. So, we, our prayer actually yes. is that may God's um, intents for this season exactly. not pass us. That's it. Whenever you pray and say, don't pass me by, don't pass me by, we sing it. Hmm. But we don't understand. You're saying, listen, may the things God intended to do in the season, in a time such as this, yes. when we are alive, May they not pass. May exactly. they not go to the next generation. Yes. Like Abraham, even though he was in a, in a city where they did not know God. Exactly. But he had the ability to hear. Yes. And follow. Yes. And be obedient. And in his season, he didn't miss what God wanted exactly. him to do. Exactly. Today, we are looking back at him and saying, our forefathers, they never missed their time. Yeah. May we never miss our time. What God wants us to do in this season yes everyone of and us. i think at this moment because we are saying that we god is awakening us yes to the season of the power to produce wealth mm -hmm. because it is crucial what it's doing now if you want a sign to it yeah just a natural sign in the earth mm -hmm. look at the crumbling of economies oh yes that alone should be a clear-cut message and it's so interesting i think we were talking about this yesterday yes when we were saying that look at what is happening and how Africa seems to be like well positioned. in a dome. What you call the third world. Yes. <laughs> the third world is in a dome. Safe. Watching and saying, wait. Yeah. Do you realize if we wake up and look at what is happening globally, Thank you. we can see that a time comes yes. when Jesus was about to be killed by Herod. Exactly. What did God say? Take him to this place. Currently, we are the back. third world is called Goshen. It's Goshen. We are back to that place. That's Do you it. want fresh food? Do you want organic food? Take That's him it. to this place. That's it. Do you want land to mm. do one, two, three things? Take him to this place. That's so it. we in Africa and in the other third world countries, yes. thank God we are third world. It is time when for the third was, world to arise. When there was a crisis. Yes. Let me give you prophetic patterns. Mm -hmm. When there was a crisis in Israel, which is in the Middle East, yes. God sent them to Africa, mm. called Egypt. Yes. When it, there was... When Herod wanted to kill Jesus, God sent him to Africa. Mm. It's a picture that God knows where to hide things. Oh, yes. God hides things in the places you think are the dark places. I love what you just said. That if you want to know that your calling is on time, look at what look is at happening. The world. We said that, and I know most of you have listened to this, 
uh, message of when God shakes the heavens and yes, the earth. Yes. And we said that in this season, yes. it has um, manifested as yes. economic crisis. It has. So when you look at what's happening globally, you see Isaiah 60. Gross darkness. Oh, yes. But the same statement tells you, arise and shine for yes. your light has come. Your so light. So you must keep, keep learning how to interpret the earth and the nations through God's perspective. Mm. Mm. When God is saying something, hear what he's saying to you and what is happening in the nations. Usually, they're in contradiction. You remember when um, there were, you notice this season we are talking about Egypt a lot and the uh, Israelites there? When Moses came for them, yes. in that moment, there was gross darkness yes. on one side. Absolutely. But in that same, there was a sound that was saying, arise was and shine, for your time has come. This is your time to arise. Exactly. So in the same, that same sound, it's sounding again today. Yes. We are rising. This is our season to arise. Exactly. And, and listen, if you read the book of Revelation without all the doomsday perspectives, you'll see two patterns. You'll see Babylon the Great falling, that's a city, and you'll see Jerusalem appearing, mm. that's another city. Yeah. Always there's those two scenarios happening. Mm. When Babylon crumbles, Jerusalem is built. Oh, yes. It's a pattern in scripture. So what we're saying is, we're in a season where everything is in place. Only our cooperation is needed. And I'll, and I'll repeat the word cooperation mm. because the church likes agreeing but not cooperating. <laughs> Okay, wait. We don't want to agree with no, God. No, don't agree with agree God. With Why are you agreeing with him? He's right. <laughs> he's, he's right. <laughs> he's right. Your agreement does not change. It's not things, important. But your cooperation, cooperation changes everything. Yes. It's time to yes. cooperate, exactly. not to agree. Exactly. Oh. Now, it's important for us now to understand, look at some scriptures. Because we've always misunderstood why we were saved. Okay. I'll go back to that pattern because Christians need to hear that term all the time. Where we were? Saved. Saved. Yes. Most of us think that it just had to do with one day getting to heaven. Mm. So let's look at some scriptures and then look at how salvation is connected to calling. Oh. And calling is about our lives. Calling is not about a few individuals. So let's read 2 Timothy 1, 9 to 10. Who has saved us and called us with a holy calling? not according to our works, but according to his own purpose and grace, which was given to us in Christ Jesus before time began, but has now been revealed by the appearing of our Savior Jesus Christ, who has abolished death and brought life and immortality to light through the gospel. You see, this scripture gives us some very unique insights that change how we look at that scripture from a, what I would call a a salvation, heaven-driven perspective. Because mm -hmm. it seems to focus on functionality in the earth. So, we'll break down the scripture, but let's look at some core things that have come out of it. First of all, it's telling us that the call is a divine authorization and empowering mm -hmm. that gives man access into areas of competence that far outstrips their human experience. In other words, this call takes you beyond the norm. It gives you power causes you to function in a way you can't have functioned by yourself. Hmm. It's absolutely impossible for you to do that. And see how powerful yes. this is when yes. we allow God. Yes. When he tells you, listen, hmm. I created you. Yes. I put the rod in you. Yes. Why don't you allow me to show you how to operate with this? Because absolutely. this now supersedes human effort. Exactly. Human dreams. You can't yes. even dream what God today. 
<laughs> if you have to look back and say, wait, Moses, mm. what you're doing with your rod? Yes. You could have thought that the maximum it can do. Yeah. Until God steps in and he tells you, let me tell you. Let me tell you. This is not, I mean, what I've planned for you. Yes. This is a child's play. It goes beyond. That's why you, you, Moses is querying and stammering because he's thinking within the bounds of human competence. When I see where I've come from yes. and what you are telling me, God, yes. I don't see how they do it. I can't see connect. how I'll do this. And then look at exactly. again this thing. Yeah. Yeah. This call, when you say God yes. has called you, yes. note how this predates time. The That's scripture tells serious. us this predates time. And yes. that is one thing we must hold on to because uh -huh. you're telling us how this was before. Yes. The scripture talks about being before. Yes. Now us coming to a place of saying, listen, mm. my call predates time. It predates my birth. It's not that I was born then God decided. It's not that I've gotten born again yes. and I've decided to, God has decided to make me this person. It's true. Now, and the idea that something predates time, mm -hmm. just doesn't, it's not just a nice mm. revelation. Yeah. When I tell you something predates time means... It is not affected by time. Mm. I'll say that again. That's powerful. If I say something predates time, mean yeah. if it was in existence before time began, it means time cannot subject it. Mm. Mm. Okay? It means the demands of the times, the seasons cannot affect it. Yes. Because it is, it was designed before there were seasons. So how can seasons dictate it? Mm. Actually, anything that predates time, by nature, affects time. Mm. I'll say that again. That's, that's good. Yeah, if something predates time, time. it has superiority over time. time. Yes. Meaning, we are not, that's why you keep hearing us saying, we are not going to react to the world issues. We are the catalyst to world issues. I'll say that again. When Moses was born, and it was known that he was a deliverer, he changed the activity in Babylon, in, in Egypt. That means he predated time and affected time. So if your call predated time, then your call mm -hmm. can bring a change to the times you're in. So you are here. I think that for me, in this season of the Lord, yes. what became clear is a statement we make all the time. Yes. And we take it from the book of Esther. Yeah. That we are here for such a time as this. There you go. Now, we've always said that before. But for me, it's becoming loud and clear that, listen, I am here yes. for such a time as this because my rod is required. Yes. And when my rod comes out, yes. when it starts operating, because yeah. remember, I am empowered by God. Yes. Now, when my rod is in operation, this season, these times, the people living now will say, you are born for such a time as That's this. That's it. So, please notice that statement. Being born for such a time as this is you are not born inside and to be affected by this time. You are born to change the time. If I say you are on time for something, it means that thing could not shift before you came. So, the call was there. The rod was in you. Yes. And that's what you are simply saying, that it is not controlled by or seduced by the conditions of the time. No. So, we don't look around and say, oh my, oh my, my rod good. cannot. Yeah. Or, this is happening, therefore let me look for a rod to address this. Yes. No. Not controlled by, neither not seduced, is it seduced by. by. Those are words you need to just hear yeah. and tell yourself, no. My call was there before time Began. Means the world can't define for us what is good, neither can they mm. define for us what is bad. Yes. 
Can you imagine living? It's like we are living in the when you say we are living in the world, not of the world. Yeah. Is what we mean. Yeah. That listen, I have a road. Mm-hmm. This road is not controlled by what is happening out no. there. This road is not activated by what is happening right yes. here. This road is on time. Yes. When I just start operating, absolutely, I'm not bothered with what is happening around me. Exactly. So you go back and understand that scripture that says, "I'm in the world, not of the world. Therefore, mm. whatever is happening in the world will not affect." My role. In fact, my calling is joined to eternity. Exactly. My calling is joined to eternity, not into the earthly things, not into the natural. Meaning, the crisis in the earth will not send me home. <laughs> I am not in any way affected. <laughs> I will bring home to end the crisis in oh, the earth. Oh, yes. Oh, yes. As the superior always causes the inferior to bow. Oh, yes. So the crisis in the earth is not the superior. Yeah. The kingdom is superior. Therefore, connected my rod is yes. from the kingdom. Exactly. I only respond to the impulses coming from God, mm. not the frequencies coming from the earth. Oh. Guys, if you can hear <laughs> that, that you, your rod is joined to eternity. Yes. And it can only respond to that which is coming from that superior That's realm. It. And that is the kingdom of God. That's it. You know? So our, our, our call and what God tells us to do is not based on human conditions. Mm. We are not emotionally charged. Yeah. We are not moved by the crisis that's going on. We move the environment. Mm-hmm. We are not the ones moved. We move. We are the ones who move. That's why one of the terms we are used is other than light, the other term we are called is salt. The salt changes the dynamic of the food. Mm. The food cannot change the dynamic of the salt. So you can only be the salt of the earth. Yes. And all of you have to hear this. Yes. When you respond to God's eternal command. That's it. When you respond to God's command, that's when yes. you become the salt of the earth. Exactly. We can't sit here and just tell ourselves, you know what, I'm the salt of the earth. Hmm. Wait, what are you responding to? You can't be responding to what is happening around you, yes. within your environs, and then you come and say, you know what, I'm the salt of the earth. Yeah. You're not. The Bible says that if the salt loses its saltiness, it should be trampled upon. Yes, it's useless. It's useless. It's not salt anymore. <laughs> it's not salt. Yeah. Let me explain. Yeah. Why did Jesus use these terms, light and salt? You realize those are the two terms that can't be created. There is no manufacturing plant for salt. Mm. Salt can only be collected. Wow. <laughs> <laughs> Who created it? God. There is nowhere we can produce light. We can only channel oh. it. So when God calls you, these are eternal what terms. He calls you and tells you, these are, yes, that's the word I was looking for. Yes. These are eternal are divine. So when I tell you, you are the light, yes. you should go back and tell yourself, wait a minute, God has used a word on me that cannot be created by exactly. men. Exactly. Hmm. Exactly. You are the light of the world. You yes. are the salt of the earth. And let's talk about salt here and the light. Mm. When you talk about salt, when God says you are the salt of the earth, mm-hmm. there's one thing we always say, that if you eat Salt, if mm. you leak salt, mm. if you taste salt, mm. you will thirst for water. Simple. That's the first thing that happens to yeah. your body. You thirst for water. Yes. Meaning when people leak, taste, or encounter you, they should hunger and thirst for the living water. Yes. Now when we're, talking about, yeah. and when we're talking about salt, salt affects without being seen. Mm. Yeah. Think about that for a moment. You need very little salt in your food. When you put the food on the table, nobody can point out the salt. Mm -hmm. But everybody can tell you there is salt. Mm. Nobody can point it out, say, here it is. 
But everybody says this food has salt. That's interesting. Yes. So that tells you God doesn't need many of us. So <laughs> the presence of the salt yes. is not visible. Yes. But the absence of salt is, is clear by all. It's clear. Yeah. It creates a demand. Listen why that is serious. Why am I using that term specifically? Mm -hmm. Because in God's operations, when God wants to change a nation, he uses a man, not a group. Hmm. Yeah. When God wanted to save the earth, he sent a savior, not saviors. <laughs> that means when you look at your rod, Goodness. You must know that your rod is all that God needs. It can do amazing things. As much as, yes, we talk of the corporate sun. Yes. Globally, talking of the corporate sun. Yeah. We are saying each of us, we cannot say God needs all our rods put together for him to have power. He says you on your own. Yes. Where I placed you. Yes. You are the man and, I need. And the corporate sun is not in numbers. Yes. You see, people oh, yes. think we are trying to, to, to beat the other religions number by number. Actually, there are more. Elijah will tell you, I was alone, my friend. And the prophets of Baal. That's it. How many? <laughs> 450 plus 400. 850. And Elijah? One prophet. <laughs> that's our God. That's, so, that's the principle of the salt and the light. Take a matchbox in a dark room. Mm -hmm. It brings light. A matchstick. Yes. You don't need a whole halogen lamp. A halogen lamp. Is enough to light up a whole. Take, take the square feet of a lamp or the square inches of a torch, then put it out in dark and look at the coverage. Mm. God is telling you, I don't work with the numbers, I work with impact. Yes, I work with impact. That's it. How much impact are we having? Yes. So, in our numbers, because we've been talking about numbers, yeah, no impact, busy. and like we say, no influence. Let, let me ask the question. How many Daniels did God need? Mm. One for the entire Babylon. How many Josephs did God need? One for the entire Egypt. Mm -hmm. Guys, if you understand this one thing. God calls Noah. We are not, we're not looking at, 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 at uh, overrunning the enemy with the numbers. Mm. No. We're looking at individuals who can shift a combination. One who can stand like God and say, let my people go. Mm to an entire nation. Hmm. One who says it shall not rain but at my word. Because of the Salt God before the whom earth. I stand. Hmm. That's all. And if you're the light, the light attracts. That's it. The light attracts. That's it. So the question is what is being attracted to us? That's it. Because the darkness attracts wickedness. Yes. In fact, let's put it the other way. Mm -hmm. In darkness, wickedness thrives, thrives. naturally. Mm -hmm. In light, wickedness diminishes naturally. Yeah. You just put on the light and see how many bad things can happen. Very few. Going back to Second Timothy. Yes. 1, 9 and 10. It yes. talks about, but now mm -hmm. has been revealed mm -hmm. by the appearing of our Lord Jesus Christ. But now. Has been revealed. revealed. Now let's take it in two contexts. Mm -hmm. The first context is the fact that at the time Paul is writing this, Jesus hasn't been gone a long time. So everybody can connect to a reality. Yes. So to the guys he's saying, by the appearing of our Lord Jesus Christ, he's telling you this has happened. Not it will happen when he comes back. <laughs> Let's get that very clear. Yeah. This call, this reality, if, if the call was when he returns, then Paul is illegal in being an apostle. Yes. 
But if Paul is functional, then the revealing came when? When Christ came. Mm. Which means what did he come to do? To reveal these things. Mm. So in our time we can say the call is revealed by the appearance of our Savior. Yes. And when we talk about the appearance of our Savior, mm -hmm. we are talking about the revelation of the Word. There you go. The revelation you go. of the Word. What should have happened mm -hmm. when Christ first appeared to you, when you heard about Him, when you knew it was time to be born again, yes. it should have come with this knowledge. Mm. So when you talk about the revelation of the Word, the yes. Word revealed. Revealed. Opened what does up. that mean? The Word unpacked who we are. Notice something funny. Mm. He doesn't say... We went through these things so that we can get to know who Christ is. It says Christ was revealed that we may get to know these things. In other words, his revelation points to these things I'm saying. Mm. To the grace in you, to the call in you, to the purpose in you, to the set apart in you. Christ came to reveal that. Mm. Mm. You get the principle? Yes. Christ just didn't come to save you. He came to reveal something. Mm. So every time you hear his word, his speakings, the written word, when the word is spoken to you, it's supposed to reveal these things. Mm. So when you talk about revelation of the word, to yes. make evident what is very present, yes, but hidden and unknown. There's something inside of you. Yes. There's a calling inside of you. There's a rod inside of you. It's here, but it is hidden and unknown. And God says what? The word, as we speak, as we have the conversations, it comes to reveal. Exactly. To bring it out. And, and I think just staying on that for a bit, mm -hmm. that word... Reveal. Yes. I don't know why people think it means something came. Mm. Mm. To reveal is to uncover. So again, like you're saying, yeah. hidden, already existed. That scripture is telling you, before time began, it was placed. Mm. As time went on, man fell. But nothing was removed. Mm. That's why we keep using the scripture of God and Moses where he says, what is in your hand? It was not removed. He's it just making it evident. He made it apparent. Mm. He revealed the power that was already resident. Yes. That's what we're doing. Wow. If you get that clear, it is time for you to come to a full comprehension that you've just been waiting for this to happen. Oh, yes. You've just been waiting oh, to yes. come to a place where your rod is revealed. Mm. So it's that uncovered. You may yes. It's made known. Exactly. It's made evident. That's all you've been waiting for. So that you may able to live a full and a powerful life. Notice the two terms I'm using. Mm. A full it's and a powerful. powerful life. Full meaning complete. Powerful meaning releasing from heaven divine substance into the earth. Wow. So our life is not just to be there. We are not just about to exist. We are supposed to be here to yes. release something from heaven. Exactly. And that thing you're releasing enables others, empowers exactly. others, gives yes. hope to others, yes. brings healing to others, brings prosperity to others. The life of God in us should be seen in the lives of the people. Exactly. But right now, if you're in a nation and you look around you, mm. they are all crying out for one thing. Yeah. Where is God? Yes. Where is God? We are the ones who are supposed to be carriers of the heavenly intent in the earth. Exactly. And like you're saying, what is the intent? Mm. Full yes. and powerful life. Exactly. We're supposed to not only reveal him, yeah. we're also supposed to bring his reality into the earth. Mm. Because why do I say reveal? Because even those who are asking where is God, the God they have in mind cannot be found. Why? Because they've been given a wrong picture of who he is. Mm. The, the, if you are truly in the kingdom, you don't ask that question. Yes. If you are a believer, who knows who your father is, you would not ask that question. Oh, yes. So those asking don't even know who they are asking for. Mm. 
So it is our job to start by first revealing who they are asking for. for. And you can't reveal what you don't know, <laughs> what you've not experienced. Oh, yes. Now, when we understand this and get clarity, then we know that the comprehension that is needed to go forward, that's why the word becomes an exciting thing. Mm. The word becomes something that we want to hear, either the prophetic or the proceeding word. Mm. All the word we hear carries life. Oh yes, oh yes. All of it carries life. So I'll just look at another scripture now. Paul giving a picture of himself in the same context of that kind of a word. Mm -hmm. Ephesians 4. I therefore, the I therefore, the prisoner of the Lord, beseech you to walk worthy of the calling with which you are called. Listen to that. Paul is saying something very strange. I, Paul, a prisoner of the Lord. Now I want you to understand, when you know God is good, when you understand that whole context, the word prisoner there is not negative. Mm -hmm. The prisoner simply means, I stay in the parameter. The next statement makes clear what he means by a prisoner. What am I chained to? What am I connected to? What is it that I cannot be free of? He says, I beseech you to walk. He's begging you, please, walk worthy of the calling with which you are called. Mm. That's what he means. Yeah. Walk worthy of the calling, which means, first find the calling and walk worthy of that calling which you are called. In other words, place value on your call. Mm. Place value. See it as the most important thing. See your rod as primary to God's eternal purposes, whatever your rod may be. I think you need to repeat that one of place value. Yes. Place value on your call. See your, your call or your rod mm -hmm. as the primary to God's eternal purposes. When God says, I'm doing something in the earth, to each individual of us, he's talking about our rods. I think also placing value yes. is where we come and say, I've sat down. Yes. I've meditated on this word. Yes. And I've come to believe that the rod is that innate talent that God created me with and it's actually the reason for my creation. Yes. God created me with this thing to come and do something. If somebody was to ask you, why were you created? This is the reason. Yeah. So you can imagine if I'm sitting here and I'm not pursuing my talent, then why were you created? I love That's what uh, uh, Miles, Miles Monroe used to say. Yeah. He used to say that um, if you go to the graveyard, there's so much potential yeah, that, that is buried. that has been buried. In there. Yes. Somebody who had songs they did not write. Yeah. A message they did not preach. Yes. A recipe they did not write. Exactly. A spot they did not reveal to people. Exactly. If you tell yourself, this is why I was created. If I don't bring out that thing that God created me for, if I go to the grave, that is another one buried. We have lost. We have lost. The Humanity has, has lost. lost. Yes. <laughs> you know? So Paul says, wow. walk worthy of your calling. Let me phrase it this way. He's saying, let your day-to-day -day life flow from the consciousness of your true identity mm. and worth as defined by God. Mm. In other words, my day-to-day -day activity, my normal behavior should flow from my road. That's being, uh, placing worth and value on my call. Yes. Why is that important? It is important to know that God does not make mistakes. Oh, yes. You have an inbuilt rod that creation needs. God does not make mistakes. He does not make mistakes at all. So when you walk worthy, to walk worthy of something mm -hmm. is to give it full expression. That's all. Yeah. 
to give it recognition. In other words, you know, in the African context, very much in Kenya, and this has happened even in the church circles, there is this great urge to be recognized. When people are in a function, in an event, at a funeral, it doesn't matter where they are. It is almost like if they don't recognize you're here, you get offended. Mm-hmm. Where does that come? You tell from? people I'm here, yes. but I'm not being introduced because of how powerful my rod is. I'm just being introduced for people to know I am here. That tells you there's something in the, the same way you feel that you need to be introduced is the way you should treat your rod. Mm. And I think also, if you think about it, now that you're talking about introduction, if you're introduced to someone and their rod is not in the picture on the way, you forget them. Yeah. The reason you don't forget some people is because their rod is in operation. Yes. Creation needs it now, so you don't forget. You keep saying, wait a minute, there's somebody we met. I don't don't remember his his name, name, but this is what he was doing. What he does. This is what, this is how he affected me. Today you meet, if you meet someone, uh, a doctor, who has a cure for cancer, Mm -hmm. you don't remember their name. You will know one thing. I know someone who has a cure for cancer. That's it. Your rod is needed in such a time as this. That's it. Some people will wonder, I'm a doctor, but I don't know. I'm the things I'm coming up with, it's like they're in conflict yes. with the world. And God is telling you, you know why? Because as a doctor, I created you in a time when cancer sprouts and becomes this huge monster, and I created you to come and deal with it. Deal with it. For such a time as this, you have an inbuilt rod, and creation needs it. I think that's what we need yeah. to do. But you cannot yeah. find that inbuilt rod until you sit under your fire. Yes. Christ, yes. the Word. The Word is what keeps revealing, revealing that which is inside of you. And as it is revealed and you start walking on, uh, in, in that calling, creation tells you, listen, we are waiting for you because you are going to release many from captivity. And that's why we say, may you be found seated under your vine and your under fig your tree, tree yes. will blossom, will thrive yes. and will prosper. And this is where we say keep it kingdom. Keep it pure. Keep it pure. God bless you.